Aquaman may be the next jam. Oscar predicts in our top five early picks, and no news is good news, but non-news? No, sir. Today on The Minute. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of The Minute. My name is Sam. I'm Chad. And thank you so much for joining us. Uh, full disclosure, I have been a little bit sick the past couple of days. If I sound different, that is why, but the show must go on. I appreciate your fortuitousness to put out an episode, sir. Well, I mean, apparently that's just, that's the saying, that's right? The, the yeah. show has to go on. That's, so I've heard that in showbiz. It's, it's in, it's, it, as it is written. But anyways, just getting right into it. Um, first off, we just want to talk about a couple of things that have happened um, that are that are worth note. Like M Night Shyamalan is now on board to do. I think it's a series for uh, for Apple for their their streaming service that that is totally in the works. So so Apple now, as far as their streaming service, has Shyamalan and A twenty four. Right, and that's it. As so, far as we know, so they're building up their arsenal, and we know how transparent Apple is. Yeah. About everything, about World everything, and everything. So it's uh, so it's it's that. So a series, you say? It sounds like a series. Wow. Yeah, from M Night Shyamalan. I feel better about Shyamalan doing a series than a bunch of movies. And and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, audio engineer and engineer John, wasn't there somebody who signed on t- on for that series? No, I can tell you about the Mandalorian. That was. Oh, that's right. That's what Nick, that was. Nick that was Nolte with the Mandalorian. Nick Nolte's on the Mandalorian, which goes back to, if we may for a second. Oh, yeah. For a second, uh, credit Pat Oswalt. He used to have this bit where he talked about how one of the people who, who auditioned and possibly could have played Han Solo in the first Star Wars movie was, and Nick, it was, for, was, an, was Nick Nolte. Star of another 48 hours yeah. opposite Eddie, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Why did you reference another 48 hours and not just 48 hours? Exactly. Exactly. God damn it, Chewbacca. That was the bit. That was the bit. Goes, uh, can you imagine just a grizzled old guy in space smoking a cigarette just, God damn, Chewbacca smoking the hat. The Boba. Fixed it. Boba Fett over is just like a job of the hat. So apparently it's going to be that, the series, is what it sounded like. Yeah, Directed I'll by watch, John Favreau. I watched that. No, I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, but then also uh, bigger news, I'd say much bigger news. Incredibly. I mean, we already knew about Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Which wasn't surprising at all. No. Not even a Especially little bit. Especially with Iron Fist, a little bit with Luke Cage. A little bit, but not much. But not a whole lot. But, yeah. with, but with Daredevil. It's gone. It's gone. Season three was the last season. And I, I, I haven't watched season three yet, but I hear it's good. like everybody who I've talked to who's like who's a fan of the first season mm-hmm. thinks that the second season has its moments. Because that's how I feel about both of those. Yeah. They all really liked season three. I as someone who's watched Daredevil from the beginning and was super excited about it because it's an exciting story. Uh, if someone tells you, hey, a blind Irishman is gonna fight ninjas, yeah, you're gonna watch that. But this took it to a whole new level and it's just such a great comic. And I watched season three that weekend when it came out. I've always done with the Daredevils. A lot of people can talk crap about the Netflix, the Marvel Netflix universe, its own side universe a little bit. Oh yeah, I watched one episode of The Defenders and I was like, nah. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work. Daredevil it's been proven to work mm-hmm. and they just, they just don't want to have anything. I don't think it's a thing of nobody watched it. I believe plenty of people watched it. Like, like Luke Cage was a show that started off really strong for me. Yeah. And, uh, it was pretty much, it was pretty much right after, uh, uh, right after Cottonmouth got out of yeah, there. Yeah. When Mahershala Ali like, yeah. just bailed and they brought in a new villain. It's that's, that's, that one, was of the, a big that's one of the quality drops. Yeah. But like, like Daredevil was never as bad as any of the other shows when they were bad. Even when Daredevil wasn't as good. It wasn't as bad as the as like Iron Fist. Daredevil, even though he left before season one started, technically was created by Drew Goddard, the man who brought us Kevin in the Woods, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, uh, the El Royale. Bad times, uh, bad times the in the El Royale. Royale. Oh, he's man. still credited in the credits, but he was the guy who pushed that forward. And even though he's not part of it anymore, the show always like had his spirit in him. It was always a fantastic show that was ambitious. It told very specific stories, very well done. It was captivating and it always looked great. There's a, there's one long take fight scene every season Mm -hmm. and no show does that. The true detective thing. Yeah, exactly. True detective was the first TV show to do that. I mean, it's been around in cinema for years, but like they did it really well, even though you can tell what the cuts are because you just have to do it. Oh yeah. I mean like, like it, yeah, it's it's just it's uh that's just not the way that filming works. Like I mean, yeah, if you, you can pull to. it off, then oh my god, then just Good just, just it's like a Rube Goldberg device of mm-hmm. everything having to go exactly right exactly. in order to pull off that kind of. But a long still, take. even to pull it off seamlessly, which even though like I study a lot of film and I make 
a little bit of film. I can see where the cuts are. I have a highly trained brain for this sort of thing. The common observer is not going to notice that. Right. Now you're, you're like, well, that's the goal is that you're so immersed that you're not, yeah. that you're not uh, counting, that you're not, you know, paying that much of attention. And Netflix was like, uh, no, we're good. Well, I mean, I mean, like it all comes back to, uh, you know, Disney. Um, they want their characters for their thing that they're about to do. I think that's what it is. I'm sure that we're going to hear more about that in the coming weeks and months well, as we get closer to Disney plus being a thing. Um, but it, but still, nonetheless, just because of how strong the show was, it was still kind of a shocker to to get that yeah. news. It still kind of felt like abrupt. I, I I haven't checked this myself, but I've heard from other people that Jessica Jones season four and Punisher season two have already started creation, like they're already making it. Mm-hmm. So you can't cancel those while they're being made. That's I mean, you, I mean so you can, but you're out of a lot of money. Yeah, so that's a lot of money loss. So I think that's why we haven't heard about them. And those shows don't deserve to be canceled. I'm sure they're going to be great because they've their history shows that. I think it's just a matter of time because I I think it's the thing you said about Disney Plus. Yeah, they want their characters back. Exactly. However, I do think it's a separate. I do take a separate take on it. The press release for Daredevil is has this thing of, uh, well, we're happy we're happy with the work we've done and we're excited to see what the future may hold for this daredevil and these actors or something along those lines it gives the idea that maybe in the future we will see Charlie Cox be the man without fear again. However, I think Disney plus being an entity, its own streaming service does play a major factor, but I don't think they're going to make the Marvel TV shows, at least not the same capacity oh, that they did yeah. on Netflix. No, there's no, there's no way that it's just going to be a it's straight transfer. It's too off-brand. It's too adult and intense, and Disney brand's not a, Disney Plus is not about that. So I feel like a little bit is of this thing of, well, you're a streaming service. We're starting our own streaming service. You can't have our thing, even though I don't feel like we're going to make it. And you see this a lot in Hollywood. People will not give rights up to certain scripts, or, or or IPs because they own it and they don't want someone else making money off of it. Not that they will do it. Kind of like Robert Zemeckis and Back to the Future. But exactly. That's getting ahead of ourselves. A little bit. And now this is totally speculation. I have no proof to back this up. It's just an idea I have. They're taking it away from Netflix so that Netflix can't make the money off of it. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to make it themselves. Th- this is true. This it's is true. Absolutely. In fairness, in all fairness, and we have to say this because a subject that we're going to get into later in the episode proves this, we have to say this is purely speculation, not proven to be fact. Oh, it's absolute speculation. Absolute. But it's just an idea ahead. Yeah, just like I'm, I'm sure that they want the characters back. That doesn't mean that they want to use them for their own series mm-hmm. over here. It's just that they can't have somebody from their brand over here whenever they've got, yeah. like they, like they now have skin in this game, yep. so we can't have you playing over here. If you're going to play that's, anywhere, it's right here, but you're not going to play right here right now. That's money loss, and that basically means that some executive is fired, and the thing about executives... They get fired is, every day. And they hate it every day, and they don't like it. They try really hard not to. Yeah, they, they try, try really they, hard not to do the one thing that they do a lot. That's why. Uh, that, that, that's why those like like that's why <laughs> Spider Man Three happens is executives yeah. trying not to lose <laughs> their yeah, jobs. That's, that's why Sp- the Amazing Spider Man happens. Amazing yeah. Spider Man Two happens. And then we have things like Aquaman. Now the movie's not Ooh. out yet, no. as of this recording. No, nope. but people have seen it. People are talking about it. Yep. We just got a new trailer for it. Yeah, five minute trailer. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of story. It could oh, be. We actually got one after that one too. Okay, yeah. But all the trailers look pretty good. They do show a, they do show very little of Jason Momoa's Aquaman, and there it's not a secret. There's a lot of people who feel like is it because Jason Momoa is not that great of an actor, even though he he looks good on screen. Um, is that why? And that's possible. Maybe. That's I possible. I, I cannot speak to but, that. But, but they definitely. Well, we haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. But but they definitely lean really heavy into the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely create like this huge, extravagant, like just over the top, under the sea type, yeah. type world. Well, they're talking about Atlantis, which in itself is a myth. So you you do it. Well, to he's the king if, of Atlantis. Yeah, you do it as service if you don't push the myth. Not to mention the fact that it looks r- like the the visual, visual effects look great. Looks so good. Like every time that uh, Black Manta comes on screen. Oh my God. Like, like, like complete with the big ridiculous helmet that you would think wouldn't, could not possibly work. For years, we thought we were never going to see Black Manta on film because or if it's you too did, ridiculous. Or if you did, he's definitely not wearing that shit. But no, he's got that it's, shit on and it looks incredible. It's Black Manta. It's yeah. exactly Black Manta. 
Like even even if Jason Momoa's like speaking lines don't land well, I look forward to the fight scene between him and Black Manta. Yeah, that's gonna um, look great. The five minute trailer that's out shows a lot of the fight scene between him and Black Manta. From what I understand from the early reviews, they call it a very fun film. It's yep, great to that's watch. What people are saying. Which I think uh, Warner Brothers has figured out from Wonder Woman because the the Make social it, media embargo is uh, is lifted. The official okay. review embargo is not. So that's okay. that's the reactions that we have. That's fair. That's I would that's fair, that's fine. But from what I understand, every reviewer who's seen it at early screenings or film festivals have said this is a really fun movie. They like a lot of things about it. It looks good. The only downside they said is there's no possibly no chemistry between our our, our male lead and our female lead. But they are the, it yeah, is with, didn't hurt Venom. Yeah, it didn't hurt since <laughs> Nothing hurt Venom, nothing, apparently. Nothing hurt Venom. But um, the thing is, is a lot of people are very quick to say, well, that's not uh, James Wan's fault. That's Zack Snyder's fault because Zack Snyder has casted these people previously. Right, right. He's playing yeah. with somebody else's toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, dude, he is having some fun with this movie, playing someone else's toys. What's interesting is the box office predictions for this. Box office is saying, I think it's 100 worldwide, 65 uh, domestic. That's what they're thinking. That's what I've read. Now it's very interesting. I read this in a Forbes article, and we'll 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 show the link of this. Um, it's opening December twenty first on a Friday, but Christmas is that Tuesday. Uh huh. And there's always a time, uh, the holiday week. They give it like the five day weekend or whatever. Yeah, and it falls into that. Like you, see, it worked really well this weekend. So they're considering this a five day weekend box office. Um, so it's projected to open at sixty five and have a hundred million. Five days later, right? That's impressive, right? The five yeah. the five day totals. They got kind of lucky with that. You see certain things with it, and for all its problems, it has other problems. But something like the Last Jedi opened on a Friday, and then it had a whole week before the holiday weekend. That's what a good chunk of that slump was. Another good chunk is fan reaction, but with, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. But with this, they're really considering it like basically a week box office. They're, they're treating the week, I mean, the that's entire what, week for a weekend. That's what we got uh, just uh, just just recently with the Thanksgiving box office. Oh, same, yeah. Same deal. And that was like a record-breaking Thanksgiving box office. Oh, too. that was a good week. It wasn't just a record Ralph killed it, but Creed 2 also killed it. Yeah, I saw Creed 2. I saw Creed 2. Um, I hear good things about that. I hear less good things about Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph looks like a lot of fun. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks like just like kind of a visual aesthetic, like everything in a movie, kind of like how Ready Player One was fun for yeah. people who for people who didn't read the book. <laughs> yeah. So I guess whoever didn't That's read all the, I can say about so that. So if you didn't read the second Record Ralph books that doesn't exist, you'll have a lot of fun. So I think it's that. I think it'll do well. It's got some steady competition going though. It does. Yeah. It's opening right alongside uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Can I say something about that real fast? Uh-huh. Mary Poppins Returns is opening December nineteenth, a Wednesday. Hmm. That is weird. So it's gonna be out a day early. Uh, day yeah, day or two early, and it's going to it's going up to uh, uh, the week before is uh, in the Spider Verse, which we were talking about earlier. That movie looks crazy. Yeah, like that's another movie I think it's going to open big. I haven't seen what it's tracking towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to do just because animated animation doesn't normally do as well. If it's yeah, not, that's if, true. If, it, if it's not like Frozen or something like that, geared towards kids. Exactly, and it's um, I think even though it's the same subject matter, I think it's going to suffer because it's animation. Exactly. Also, that's separate. But it's getting crazy good reviews. Oh, it's I, I'm excited to see it. But like, it, it might be a bigger threat the second week than it, than coming out like, if it was releasing alongside it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. Like like the fact that it's coming out a week earlier. Like word of mouth might might be what what gives uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse legs. Yeah, we'll and see. that could hurt Aquaman and. And and also like yeah. just by default also hurt Mary Poppins. But another movie that no one's really that we haven't considered yet, um, only because of the franchise it comes from, the Bumblebee movie is opening that weekend. Now I don't really I'm not gonna go see that. I don't really care. But Transformer yeah. movies have proven to always work. They do. They always make money. Yeah, Even though the last one made the least amount of money of mm-hmm. any other movie in the star in the uh, Star Wars Transformers franchise. Uh, Forty and slip there, pal. Yeah, yeah I, I don't yeah. blame you for it. Yeah. Uh, even though it made the least amount of money, it still made an awful lot of money. And this oh, is. Uh, so much money they always make a lot of money that's why they keep making them and and yeah so and, and apparently they're taking like a really different direction with the bumblebee bumblebee movie see if that helps it or hurts it yeah we'll see how it goes i mean if there is a good review i might consider if i'm bored one day but even with the competition i still have hopes for aquaman to do well i mean yeah as long as it's a good movie and it yeah. sounds like at the very least it's a fun movie so yeah. it's not like this gritty dark like do you bleed yeah like you will, you'll bleed. Like but I'm probably gonna, water because you're Aquaman. I'm in the I'm in the minority that that finds things to enjoy about that movie, but even still, like that mm. that gritty dark aspect, it just well, gets to be a bit much. You can't build an entire universe around that. You have to have fun sometimes. Yeah, I think uh, 
Warner Brothers just taking a step back and realize what's worked and what's worked was the woman Wonder Woman approach, which is make a just a fun movie. What? So I feel like if they're going to keep doing these DC movies, they're going to be a little bit more homogenized for a while. Mm-hmm. Good cinema, a lot of fun, but it's going to be a minute before we have like... I mean, look at Shazam. That just looks like that's nothing gonna, but... That's going to be great. Uh, and I'm sure this Birds of Prey movie that they're finally starting production on is going to have oh, take God. a little bit different toll. I know it's all another conversation. Oh, Probably going to take a different toll after I a while. I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah. I think she's great, but... Uh, I God. don't know. But I feel like we're going to see more DC movies like this before we get something really intense like, I don't know, a movie about the question that's all about conspiracy theories. No one's stealing my idea. Please, that's my idea. Do not steal it. Oh, oh yeah. Like, like DC is in a... They're, they're in course correction mode right now. They're in we're like smart. damage control mode right now. Yeah. Like, like, like and with a little bit of throwing shit at the wall, just trying to find something to stick so they can see what direction works to go in. Like, uh, like uh, Tom Waits' character in Buster Scraggs, he's looking for the po- for the for the pocket. DC is looking yeah. for the pocket. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch it there, Mister. Yeah, so I'm gonna come up for you. I literally just watched that, so I'll I can't, watch it last I, night. I, I can't good movie. stop thinking about it. It's a good movie. It's but weird anyways, calling it a movie, but it's a good movie. But anyways, I, I do think that it's I, I do think this movie is gonna do well. Um, we'll see if it gets to do like. Like Wonder Woman, or you know, like Lord Willing, Venom type numbers. <laughs> it's what it's weird thing to say, but I don't. It's it's uh it's um yeah. Mm, Venom's higher than Wonder Woman now. I don't know if like I've read somewhere that Venom was doing better than the X Men movies. It's like eight eight twenty right it's now dumb. somewhere in the somewhere in the it's neighborhood dumb of eight twenty. Money it has. At yeah. some point, they have to go to the bank and they're like, can we have more of our money? And the bank is like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen. At some point, the bank's just going to be like, no, because you don't deserve it. Here's the bank. Own the bank now. And now we have the uh, first bank of Venom. The first bank of Venom. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. All right, so let's just get right down to the nitty gritty. Like the, uh, the most, the, this is what I'm most excited about this week. And that's, uh, it's a little too early to talk about like straight up Oscar picks. Yeah. Because for one... We don't know who's nominated because the year's not even over yet. There's mm-hmm. still movies that we haven't seen that have that that, that need to come out. Like uh, there's the favorite that just doesn't screen in this area for whatever reason. The favorite with a U. Yeah, like with the, a with the a U, the, so you know it's the, British. The British version of it. Yeah. Um, like there's a there's the Zemeckis film Welcome to Marwin with Steve Carell. That looks like so that's good. that's got awards bait written all over it. There's a if Bill Street could talk that hasn't come out yet. Vice is barely gonna make it, and I mean that's that's uh that's the big the big short that's from that guy, um, and and he won an Oscar for that film. Yeah, and so, I've also I've heard uh, the reviews at least of Natalie Portman's performance in Box Lux. If I'm pronouncing that right, I, really I don't good. know that you are, but I I am aware of the movie. Yeah, yeah. If I'm wrong, just please let me know so I can be corrected. If if I if I yeah. knew, I would tell you. Maybe but someone out there does. There's a lot of good predictions that have come out thus far. Yeah, it's got a it's got a strong showing right now, or yeah. it's got a it's got a strong rating right now because it yeah. has like it's screened at some festivals and stuff. Oh yeah, and that looks like a uh, a film festival type movie that will do well in festivals. And I'm not sure if this is one that's going to be in the conversation, but just because it was done by Clint Eastwood and he's in the conversation so often, there is still The Mule to come out. I am strangely very excited for The Mule. Yeah, just like like not sure what to expect from a movie that stars like an 80 year old like driving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not not sure what to expect, but it's Clint Eastwood and just Baby Driver. It is not Baby Driver. It is not. Probably, this is probably like Senior Driver. This carpool. is like Baby Driver's granddad is you know still in the game. <laughs> Granddaddy when, Driver. When yeah. when he should have gotten out of it a long time ago. Probably. Yeah. Um. But but the, but but that's just a couple of the movies that we have not been able to uh, to experience yet because of the time that we are recording this. But at the time of this recording, we're going to go over our our respective. Top five picks. Yeah, this is now mostly let me, this mostly stuff we've seen, right? And this is stuff that we've seen. Yeah, this is and we've seen an awful lot this year. And and let me go ahead and say that the criteria for this isn't necessarily saying, oh, this is definitely what I think is going to win. We don't even have the nominations yet. This is just saying like they deserve to win. I think they have a real shot, and just I want to see it happen. It's okay. it's a combination of those things. Those so are our criteria. That's one angle. So it's less of an angle what I think the Academy will do. Well, I mean, I mean, like, like they definitely have a shot. Goes into that, okay. Like, like the Academy would nominate something like this. Yeah. Like, no, spoiler nominate, alert, because okay. we're going to talk about possible snubs in a little bit. Yeah. Assassination Nation is not going to get nominated for a goddamn thing. 
It's the biggest snub of the year and the fact that no one's seen it at all. I would love to see it nominated for something, but it's not going to. Yeah. So like like if you said, oh, well, that's definitely going to be big best picture, like get the fuck out of here. No, yeah, it's not. No one's going to vote for that. No, it's not. Yeah. But well, let's just get, let's just start like let's just get started right away. And I'm going to lead with this one because I am 100% certain that we both said the exact same thing. <sighs> so I'm going to count to three. Best original screenplay. Author. Work. One, two, three. Boots, Boots Riley, Riley, sorry to bother you. That's a fantastic movie. It's the most original thing I've ever seen. It's so funny and takes so weird directions. If that movie loses one of its main things that works, it wouldn't quite be the same movie. However, it would still be very original because it's got a lot of things going for it. Oh, yeah. Like, like if, if anybody else were to see that script and say, well, I have to make this. And Boots was like, no, I've got to make this. And he was just like, well, here's all the money. And he'd be like, well, fine, go yeah. make it. I'm only- I, it's, it's one of the crazy, like when we saw it and we've talked about this before, I didn't speak for like 10 minutes and I do that because I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, you the, don't yeah. expect something like that. No, it's we, so we, we good do a, we, and different. We, we have a podcast about it. It's on the, the channel. Go podcast. check it out. Yeah. Go listen to it. We'll, yeah, yeah just, we'll wait. We'll be right here. Yeah. How was it? Did you like it? God damn it. That was a good one. I wanted I wanted to break that silence, but I didn't have anything to break the silence. Hey man, sometimes with. you need a silence. It's really good. It's easily the most original concept of the year. Like like you know, mentioning Assassination Nation, like that is also a very unique idea. But it doesn't have shit on. Sorry to bother you. Like I can't remember the last time I went to a movie and just not really expecting anything, but definitely not expecting what I saw. I knew it was gonna be. Cr- we all knew it was gonna be weird. Well, but yeah. we thought we were just seeing a goofy, off-the-wall, slightly absurd comedy yeah, even about if it telemarketing. Was just that. And I'm telling you right now, in a movie uh, marketed as something about telemarketing, it's not about telemarketing. It's really. about a whole lot of things. So many things. And just, I mean, like like Jordan Peele before him, I definitely, <sighs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm going to be pretty upset if he doesn't win, honestly. And I can't say that about every choice that I've made, that, that I've made on this list. In fact, a couple, like, I yeah. like I don't think they're going to win, but I think they deserve to be nominated at the very least. But that's mm-hmm. one where, like, if it goes to somebody else, fuck you. Yeah. Boots Riley earned this one. Yeah. But now, for moving on, for best director, who you got? Well, I got to pick one. I'll just pick the first one. I'm going to say Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. For First Man. I think that was a fantastic story. It was really uh, deep and into the character of who Neil Armstrong is. It does take, it takes a very artistic approach into telling that story, uh, both uh, uh, narratively and uh, visually. I don't agree with the visual idea he has. A lot of it's handheld 16 millimeter. Right. Which that, yeah, I was about to mention that. My own aesthetic doesn't like that, but I'm also the type of guys like, if that's your jam, go, go jam, you know? That movie has a lot of strong suits to it. Yeah. I'm going to get into some of them in a little it bit. It was powerful. I really felt like I understand Neil Armstrong now as opposed to a guy with a quote who went to the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I will say this about that movie. I've seen movies about space travel. I've seen a lot of sci-fi. I've seen a lot of science factual fiction, which is things like Apollo 13 or the right stuff, um, where it's actually based on events. And that is the first movie about space travel in the NASA program that I felt like I know what it was like to go to the moon. I felt yeah. immersed. Yeah, you you definitely you definitely feel like you're in the craft with the Absolutely. astronauts. And I mean that that's a triumph of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it works that the, well. The it's reason, just good enough, but like I feel like and he's got you know, he's got like credentials no, to show that he's he could got do it shops. Again. He's got shops. He's so, got yeah, chops. He did, he did a, like what, what what else was he? Whiplash, La La Land. La La Land won a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean like you know, no the guy the guy's clearly very talented and knows what he's doing. Um I just think that there's enough there's enough weak points in the direction that that's what would kill it for me. It's like as strong as this stuff over mm-hmm. here was, this stuff over here wasn't as strong, yeah. so I wouldn't be able no, to... No, that's what I want, but I don't know if the Academy will pick that. Right. Now, my pick, I don't know for a fact that he'll get nominated, but I definitely believe he deserves to get nominated. And I know that the Academy likes to uh, they like to shine lights on up-and-coming directors, especially if they have already have a history in the industry, and this one does, and that's Jonah Hill, mid-90s. I didn't even think about mid nineties. Oh, how did I forget about that movie? It's 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 quite an experience. That was uh, we saw that together, right? Yeah, there was a group of us. Somewhere. We walked out and we were like, "Well, that was a hell of a thing." I felt different. Like it's definitely it's not a traditional narrative. It's really more just like a couple of sequences in the life of this kid who's coming of age and learning how the world works and how people outside of his own home work and all that. And just, yeah, yeah, he's got a lot to learn. 
He learns an awful lot before the movie's over. And whenever it, whenever the movie ends, it does just kind of end. Like narratively, mm -hmm. I think Jonah Hill could use some work. But in terms of just getting across, like visually getting across the emotions that he wants yeah. you to feel. Oh, it was perfect. He was very effective oh at that for the entire film. Yeah. Oh, God, that movie is like so dedicated to the idea of what it was to be there at that time. Oh, for sure. Even to like, it's like watching a, a VHS tape. And we're like, we got a, like, we got a, like a full screen, right? And we got a, we got a room full of kids in the nineties. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah Straight we, up. We were all kids all in the nineties and that's exactly us. what it we felt We all know like. what GAC is. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. Like Pogs. Oh, all, Pogs. Like, Pogs. Just Pogs. everybody skates, but no one's really that good at it except for this guy. No. Yeah. yeah the one sure. guy who's never around. For sure. And yeah, yeah, like, like what you were just saying a, yeah. a second ago, the aspect ratio. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like insane. watching an old VHS tape. It's, yeah, exactly. And that's intentional because yeah, the exactly. movie is called mid nineties. It's, it's a fully aesthetic, uh, emotional, visceral experience. Now, uh, just again, I don't know for a fact that the Academy is definitely going to nominate him for it, but he definitely deserves it. And I think he's got a really good shot of, of that nom. Uh, that's a fair choice, man. That's really cool. Uh, um, yeah, I can't argue against that. No, thank I, you. I mean, there's, it's, he's, that movie's at least as good, and he's at least as good as the director of Damien or one of my other choices. Oh, for sure. And everything. For sure. Like, like, um, I mean, and, and I've said this before about the movie. I don't know if I've said it, said it like through the channel or anything, but I've said it before about the movie that it really, more than anything else, just makes me excited for whatever he does next. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked to see it. Way it does. If if we get like a crazy good like emotional filmmaker out of this, out of Jonah fucking Hill, yeah, the fat kid from Superbad, yeah, like who would have thought? What, yeah, who would have thought? I mean, we were in a different, not darkest timeline. It's a good timeline, but this is definitely like sub nineteen eighty five timeline, right? Yeah, something happened in the past to change this. Not for the bad. I think it's a good thing, but this is a different timeline now. But we'll we'll see what happens. Exactly. So, anyways, moving on. How about uh, how about best actress? Who you got for that? Okay, I'm going to be obvious in my choice because I saw the movie two days ago. I'm, I'm pretty obvious in my choice. Yeah. Um, I feel like anyway. And there is strong contenders in that, but when I saw this movie, I thought she was the best performance in it, and I was really surprised about it because she's not a traditional actress, and just what this movie did emotionally was oh, really good. Oh, I know who you're going to say. Yeah, you totally are. I'm going to call Lady Gaga. I'm going to do it. A lot best of people are saying that. Yeah, and that movie, I uh, here's the deal. Um, that movie, as it exists on its own, is everything the Academy looks for, and it is a good movie. It's a heavy emotional drama. You know how like people say, oh, this movie tugged to my heartstrings. You know that phrase? Mm -hmm. This movie rips out your heartstrings from your chest and chokes you with it. That's what everybody I've spoken to it's about insane. it says. It's insane. I actually haven't seen it. I've, yeah. I, I, for a while, I was just like, didn't care to see it. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of aesthetic with uh, the fact that Bradley Cooper like writes, directs, and stars in his own movie where he plays a musician and a lead guitar player, which, by the way, the opening scene is him playing playing a gig and a bunch of close-ups of him wailing on guitar. And you're like, that's a little bit of an ego thing. Yeah. The, but whole, the whole thing came off as an ego project. However. But then the more that I heard about it, yeah. the more that I, the more that like I looked into it just because it was relevant, mm -hmm. like the more that it sounds like it wasn't that it was much more a passion project. Yeah. Like he really just painstakingly just sought out every single detail of this. The, the heaviness of this movie is, I haven't seen anything compared to this that's not a genre film. Mm -hmm. um, the cast, everyone is spot films. on. You love everyone. You know who's good in this movie that you wouldn't think? I hear Andrew Dice Clay is really yes, good in this Andrew movie. Yes, Andrew Dice Clay is really good <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it that's blows so me weird. away. It's so, oh, hey, I'm oh, your father over here. Bada bing. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. But I mean, like, listen, I, I don't listen to Lady Gaga's music. I'm pretty out of touch when it comes to what the kids are hip to. Poker face. Yeah. Meat suit. I guess so. I think um, even those references are like five years old. To ten <laughs> at this point. Uh, However, I'm not going to act like she's not a fantastic singer. I've no, seen she, her, she can, she can I've sing. I've seen her play piano and she's a classically, she's a classically and jazz trained yeah, uh, and that's musician. Amazing. And if she wanted to do that, she would, that would be enough. But she does that. I was super impressed with the Super Bowl when she jumped from like the top of the thing to the right. bottom of the thing. That was cool. It's got nothing to do with movies. I just thought it was rad. It's just it's just her performance. Yeah, and she's a beautiful a lady. Performer. And I'm just I think this is hers. I mean, I do ha I do think Viola Davis gave her a run for the money in Widows because I like that movie even though no mm -hmm. one saw it. And it's Viola Davis. She's always awesome. But I think this one's gonna go to Lady Gaga. 
Fair enough. I mean, like I've heard a lot of the same things. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this movie, so I couldn't uh, like, even though I thought about like nodding towards Lady Gaga, I was like, I can't, I haven't seen it. I can't, yeah, that's I, fair. I, I that's can't fair. actually say I do that recommend I seeing it. it for, uh, for educational purposes. You know, I, I meant to go this week, but again, <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, but anyways, moving on to who I did pick and this is kind of like crossing streams with your director of choice. Cause I think, it, I think mm. that it's very possible that yeah. it's going to go to Claire Foy. Oh man, Claire Foy is great and everything. She's the who, queen of England who, for who Christ's sake. Who plays Neil Armstrong's wife in First Man. Sometimes in this movies you have these uh, strong female leads that are always great performances, but because of the characters, usually the wife, even though it's the female yeah. lead, it still comes across a supporting character. And I had a problem with that. Yeah, I do have a problem with that. She played it great. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a choice that the film makes to follow like, you know, I mean, like, of course, it's Neil Armstrong. Of and, course. And Green stories, Book does the yeah. same thing. Linda Carlini plays Tony Lip's wife and she's solid. Linda oh, yeah. Carlini is Car- awesome. If you, if you want a good performance, get Linda Carlini. Yeah, exactly. She will always but give you Linda one. Linda Carlini plays a wife who, who is just very nice and supportive, but it's not integral to the narrative. Right. But with... First man and Claire Foy because she so was much integral. Of, absolutely, you had to have her. Yeah. And you, I'll make this call. I don't ever make this call. I don't think. Oh, I got a call to make after you make this call. I, I, I used to work at a. <laughs> after after your call, my call, we'll do a text and then a fax. It'll be fine. Nobody, um, nobody knows what fax is anymore. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. Um, I learned a long time ago that no one's irreplaceable. I once worked at a restaurant that a chef opened and then the chef got fired and nothing changed. Yep. And that's I don't believe goes. no one's irreplaceable. However, when it comes to Claire Foy in First Man, yeah, that's who you had to have. Like, oh my God, every scene that she's in, she steals every scene that she's in. God, in fact, like, I criticized the movie, like, going back and thinking about it. Like, it should have been from her perspective. Like, rather than well, being that from Neil been so Armstrong. Cool. Yeah, rather than being Neil Armstrong's, like, story, like, we see him going off and doing the thing, and we just, like, get glimpses of her, like, living at home. That's it, an interesting take. I like I that. I would have rather it been, like, maybe you condense the story. And just tell it from from her point of view, because that's how strong a performance that she gave. And Ryan Ryan Gosling is a very talented performer as well. I got nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about him. Claire Foy steals the show. Yeah, and I have no doubt in my mind that she's going to get a nomination. I don't know yeah. if she's going to win. We haven't even seen the nominations, but I think she's going to get one for sure. That's not where I thought you were going when you started your thing. When I thought you were going, I thought you were going to say Tessa Thompson. Because oh, Tessa Thompson, yeah. But Tessa Thompson is just great and everything. No, I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that kind of performance is what the Academy looks for. No, I've seen her in three movies this year where I've loved every performance, but it's also the Academy has a certain way of doing they things. They do. They do. Yeah. And like, Which I'm not when gonna, we I'm, get to Best Picture, it's that's totally what I did. I'm not going to act like I've cracked the code of the Academy. I don't think that anybody outside of the Academy really has. Be old and rich. Yeah, that's pretty, the closest thing. Yeah, pretty much. It helps if you're white. Uh, not not necessary, but it helps. Um, but yeah, but, but but based on what I know, but based on what I know about the academy and like what I've seen them do in the past, that seems like a pretty safe bet. And I think that the next, my next pick is a pretty safe bet as well. And that's getting into best actor. Do you want me to just go ahead? Can I just go ahead and say who it is? Yeah, you go ahead. I don't think you saw this movie. I think I'm the only one in this room who did see this movie. But John C. Riley. And the Sisters Brothers. Wow, not Joaquin Phoenix and the Sisters Brothers. Well, he's not the lead. He's not. Oh, the prot- he's I, did not, not I did not well, see that. Well, it's like a dual lead. Yeah. But the protagonist is absolutely John C. Riley. Wow. Like he's the guy holding everything together. Like he's the guy who we see the most point of view uh, sequences from, and he's dealing with his crazy ass brother, who is Joaquin Phoenix, along with everything else that he's balancing in his life, and just. That's a it's a performance of a lifetime out of John C. Riley. Like you see him and you see him like have a bit part in Guardians of the Galaxy. You see him play opposite Will Ferrell and like Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. And now he's got like like uh, Holmes and Watson coming up. And I'm definitely gonna be there for that. Just I put those two guys in Christmas a movie. Day. You going I'm, to Holmes and Watson? I don't know about if I'm going on Christmas Day, but I'm I'm going Christmas I'm, Day. I'm going to Vice. I will That's be sure. I will be in the theater to see Holmes and Watson because anytime you put those two guys in a movie it, together, it, there's some sort of payoff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go and check it out just to see what it's about. But you forget that John C. Riley started as a dramatic actor. Mm-hmm. And then you see something like this, and you're just like, I can't believe that you're good at comedy, too. Yeah, he's he's so universal, even though it's just two things, uh, drama and comedy. Uh, but in, in, in modern American cinema, that's really what you need. Well, he's a great character actor as well. Oh, he's so He can be good. a fantastic character actor, but he's and, not in this. And that movie didn't get much of a release. It didn't. It played here for like a week. It had a lot of things going against it in terms of like mass mainstream appeal. Okay. Like it's a book about the American West pre-Civil War 
So like not a whole lot of diversity in it. It does have, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He's a bad guy in Venom. He's actually a pretty big guy. He's uh, in Rogue Riz One. Ahmed. Riz Ahmed, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah pretty big name. Like uh, it's pretty much it's him. Um, also Molly from season one of Fargo, she has a small part in it. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty, it's kind of nice. But like like but on top of that, it's got uh, it was the book was written by a Canadian, yeah, Canadian writing about the about the American West, <sighs> of course. And then the adaptation was a French filmmaker's first American film, and he tackles a movie about the old West, based on a book written by a Canadian. You put all those th- all those things in the same sentence, it doesn't it doesn't spell out box office smash. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I can't recommend the movie strongly enough. Um, it was a fantastic Western, but it's just a fantastic movie in general. Everybody in the movie is great. Jake Gyllenhaal uh, puts in a puts in a great. And that guy makes me nervous in movies because of Nightcrawler. Yeah. But he's actually a, he's really he's a really solid dude in this. That, like, well, that's why that's is. why he makes me nervous is because of like how good he is. Yeah. Yeah. Just everybody in the movie is great, but John C. Riley just steals the show. Like, talk about embodying a character. Talking about bringing a character to life. Like you, be, you believe. That you believe that these these are who these people are. You believe that this is where you are, and you believe this is what he's going through. And I'm sure that the that the Academy wouldn't give John C. Riley an Oscar unless they absolutely had to. No, no, I, but, I don't see it happening. But, but I, I mean, would not like, be surprised to see his name in the nominations. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good assessment. I wish I saw that movie, man. Oh man, it sounds awesome. Can't recommend it enough. I don't know what else was out that week that I went and saw, but well, I guess I guess something. The happened. only theater that was playing it was on all the way on the other side of town. There's nothing we could do. Oh yeah. But anyways, how about oh, my pick? My best actor is I'm gonna go with Viggo Mortensen. I saw Green Book the other day. I really loved it. I thought he really immersed himself in the character. It's based on a real person, Tony Lip, um, and uh, he uh, it. it he does gain weight the performance that doesn't automatically make it a better performance, but it helps. And just uh, the transformation his character goes through throughout the movie is impressive. And the way he works with Mahershala Ali in that, um, I know we're not talking about best supporting, but but he's up there too. I think he's going to get another one. I know he got one for Moonlight. He's getting another one. Oh yeah, I'm straight up calling it. I'm not calling nomination. Oh, that guy. Well, that, that guy's a force. I'm calling trophy. That dude is getting a trophy best supporting actor for this movie. And that's a shame because that's another movie that uh, that it, it 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 has officially released wide, like it is playing everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's one that I was going to go and see this week too. It was great, um, but it's but the uh, but the box office is just. I think everyone's taking it easy right now, box office wise, and we're going to see a big push around t- closer to Christmas. I mean, pretty much like well, I mean, it, it dropped in, on Thanksgiving weekend along with Creed two and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, um, that's Ralph, that's kind of rough to kind of battle against. Uh, and uh, it, and maybe it'll do better this weekend. It's definitely like an indie darling type movie. I mean, like yeah. it could have legs. It could pick up. I mean, like once the awards chatter starts up, which we're kind of like trying to get on the ground floor of that, like that movie is from, by all accounts, that's a movie that's going to be talked about once the awards chatter starts up. Not just for his subject matter, if I may, for a second. Uh, the director's Peter Farley, who was part of the Farley Brothers from oh, Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Something I about couldn't believe Mary. he made this like historical, emotional Stand drama. Stand by me. Or not Stand by me. Stuck with you. Stuck with you. Stuck that's on it. you. That, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> I don't think it Matt Damon for that, but anyways, <laughs> like like I think that that's one that you could see uh, you could see a spike for it once those once those awards chatters like 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 all the way come it's out. It's in the conversation. Just because just because like once once those talks start happening, those movies that have real shots at being in those categories, people go out to see them again. Oh yeah, people totally. say it's like, well, I got to be in the know. I got to yeah, know what's going on. What's going on? And it's weird because I was looking at research for this. I'm still looking at movies that like were so indie that only played in LA and New York and uh, 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 foreign films that I was like, man, these are these are movies that only the Academy knows about. Right. So it's still a, a little hard to do that. There's a handful. All you, all you got to do is run for a week. I think you have yeah. to run for a week in Los Angeles, uh-huh. and then you're then you're qualified to be nominated. That's what puts the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs in competition, even that's, though it's really a Netflix movie. That's why they did that. Yeah. Like Netflix, like like Netflix is they started doing that this year, I believe. I don't think they did they, this last year. They're doing it for that and one other movie and Bird Box with Sandra Bullock. I was gonna say there were a handful of movies they did that for, and that's yeah. why because they wanted to be an awards contention. And word hasn't gone out yet. I know Scorsese was pushing it for The Irishman. And uh, man, he's been making that movie longer than Tool's been working on their last album. <laughs> yeah, but we're, I think we're in post now. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Thank God. I, I really want to see that movie. I'm I think just we're tired of hearing next about year. it. I want to see yeah. it. We've been hearing about it for like 10 years. But, but I mean, like, it's, if we're talking about pictures, let's just move into best picture. Who you got? I'm going to be obvious. 
Star is Born. It's the type of movie the Academy will love. It's a it's a heavy emotional drama that doesn't necessarily play it safe with a fantastic cast with everyone bringing their A game, but something that still everyone can relate to in some way. Mm-hmm. And I just see the Academy just eating it up. The Academy does love that shit. Yeah, and it's just got that talk and everyone just loves it. And uh, I can see why it's not my favorite movie of the year. Right. I like, I'm probably closer to you. I like genre movies. Like we talk a lot about like Overlord. Yeah. Love me some, love me some and genre movies. And if I had my way, uh, A Quiet Place will win everything. <laughs> that movie was so good. Uh, but I just see it working on I, so I, many I levels. I hear John Krasinski for director could be in that conversation. That was my uh, going to be my honorable mention for best director. That's and a also, good honorable mention. Uh, best original screenplay. I was going to. That, that was that was good. yeah good for that too. It was good for that. Um, but I just see, man, I just see a Star is Born getting everything. Just you can just see Brad Cooper up there taking the Oscar just with that like perfect chiseled face. Like yeah, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe this is yes, happening. Yes, you did. You manufactured like, this, yes, but like like yes, you can, Brad. Yes, and you can. And you know what? I'm not going to act like you didn't make something amazing. It's really good movie, mm-hmm. but it's universal enough that the entire academy can dig it, but artistic enough that it deserves merit. Right. And it's well, a good movie. I enjoy it. I don't know in five years if we're going to talk about it more. Like, for all its credit, and this movie is good too, no one talks about Argo anymore. And that was the movie of the year when it came out. That one out. won a lot of awards. It won, a, it won Best Picture, well, Best what Director. Happened, what happened is afterwards, Ben Affleck made uh, Live By Night, which ironically... Not a lot of Live By Night in that movie. Happens an awful lot during the day. And then afterwards, he did the Batfleck thing. And I really like yeah. his portrayal as Batman. I love him as Batman. But he just chose the wrong franchise yeah. to be a part of, to be Batman. Yeah. Not his fault. But then again, like no one talks about Argo as its own movie. And that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's, there's Academy movies... That work well for a year, year and a half, but over the test of time, different types of movies work. Oh yeah, if you, I mean, if you go through and and like, because here's the thing: if we're talking about the Oscars, if you go back through the ages and look at everybody that's ever won, I mean, sure, you do have stuff like Casablanca that's up there, but then you also have like nothing movies that no one's heard of. And I didn't look any of these up because yeah. I didn't fucking feel like it. Because why would I? You know who's got a bunch of Oscars? Barbara Streisand. You know what movies they're for? Me neither. I don't know. Case in point. Yeah. I feel like there should be something separate besides the Oscars, which is every year, was they do something like every Like the decade. Golden Globes? Uh, no, it's still every year. I want something like every decade. Like So for this teen years, by 2012, we have an uh, award ceremony for just the movies that came out between 2010 and 2019. Uh, you're never going to sell that space with, for that. It's never going to happen. No, we need the Alberts. We need the Alberts. We That's, need something that can... Like that, even if it's just a list, the movies that were the best movies of this decade, because you need perspective on a lot of movies to decide what's the best. I'm not gonna say that you're wrong. I'm just gonna say that it's never gonna happen. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a it, it exists in Chadland and nowhere else. Well, it sounds like a great place. Anyways, my best pick, and this is the only one on my list that I really got to put an asterisk next to because it may very well not be nominated. In fact, I'm gonna go so far as to say it probably won't be nominated. However. If it did get nominated, it would be the first Netflix film to ever get nominated. Ooh. And of course, I'm talking about the Coen Brothers' Ballad of Buster Scruggs. That is a good movie. It's, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. It's now, quite essentially Coen Brothers. I'm a longtime Coen yeah. Bros fan. Yeah. So like, I'm an easy audience to please. If the Coen Brothers put something out, it could be terrible, and I'd still be like, eh, wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. But no, like, like this movie has a lot to say. It does a lot of things very well. The cinematography is beautiful. Performances all around. The Coens just have a way of getting the best performances out of anybody who's working with them. Um, it's got all the people that you want to see in it, like Stephen Root. Like, of course, hey, Stephen Root comes back around. One of my favorite Coen Bros yeah. roles from him. Like, he somehow finds a way to outdo, like, the blind man in the radio. Which is getting crazy. Getting people to sing into a tin can. Oh, that guy's the best character actor of, of any time ever. And the Coen so Bros good. know exactly how to use Absolutely him. Absolutely perfect. I didn't think a single segment was weak. No, no. Tim, like, Nelson as Buster Scruggs. Just, just, I think just I, oh my god, what was that? I don't know. I was texting you. I texted the same thing to Aaron while I texted you last night. It was this... I'm five minutes into Buster Scruggs, and I decided that he's 
What if my pastor growing up was a cowboy? Just like whenever he walks into that like outlaw saloon and it like pats his jacket. Which one? The first one or the second one? The, the first one. Okay, and yeah, he yeah. pats his jacket and there's like the dust. Is it outline of his? <laughs> it's like, it's what, is, what am I watching? Everything he says. And the thing is when he takes, this is a little bit of spoiler territory. When he takes a dude out because he doesn't have a gun. The guy pulls a gun on him and basically busts the table scrug, scene. Kicks the, the table, table scene. and the table goes up, hits the guy's hand and shoots himself. Not once, but like five times and he's got the line says, well sometimes in the west when you ain't got your pistol hand you gotta be are comedic about how you take care of problems. It's like, who says and, that? And that's the last point that I'm going to make about this movie before we move on, yeah. is that the movie is filled with Coen Bros dialogue. Oh, it's it's perfect. Just filled with Coen Bros dialogue. Oh my God. And, uh, and, and no lie, I don't think this movie is going to win. I don't think it deserves to win. I think it's possible that it gets nominated, and if it does get nominated, that would be huge because it would be the first Netflix film to be in that category. I think it's bold of Netflix to release their films in theaters so that they can be considered for Oscar contenders. Exactly. That's why I was was glad that you brought that up. However, the uh, Academy usually takes their time when coming on to trends. I think even though this is a good movie and it's a worthy movie, it's going to be a minute before the Academy officially recognizes something like a movie off Netflix. It's and that's true. Like I would yeah. honestly, as much as I hate to say it, I will be surprised if it's on the list, but yes. I would I would love to see it there. And if it did end up there, I think that it would be there like, you know, like it, it would be there with merit. It would deserve to be in, in, on that list. I mean, there's oh, yeah. there's 10 best pictures nowadays. I'm sure we can think of nine other ones, but like once you like when you're trying to fill out 10 movies for your list, at some hard. point, you got to throw Netflix a bone it's whenever so they hard. made something as good as Buster Scruggs. It's hard to make l- m- lists about movies in general. You said I had to pick one. You know how hard that was? It, it was tough. We didn't talk I about did, John Krasinski at all, and I really wanted to talk about well, that we movie. We talked about him a little bit. A little bit. It, it, yeah, was, sure. it was tough. Yeah. But, it I was mean, tough like, but decision as, to make. But as far as that goes, that brings us to you know, like who will be snubbed and who won't be snubbed. And what I mean by that is who's somebody that people might think it's a snub but they're not listed, but it's not really because, no, they didn't deserve it. Like, if if you were to say, oh, I can't believe Assassination Nation didn't get nominated for for that's blah, not blah, a surprise. That's not a snub. Like, yeah. Like, well, for one, maybe they did deserve it for some things. I'm not getting into that right now, but it's it's not a surprise exactly. Um, I can see as much as I can, as I I wish. Sorry to bother you to do well. I can see it getting snubbed somewhere. I got him on my list as maybe yeah. boots. I think it would be a travesty. Um, I like. I think mainly, and I mainly think it's going to get snubbed because the box office wasn't large. I was impressed by Widows. It was a good movie, and Viola Davis is solid, but no one's going to see her right now, so I think no one's going to give it any credit. And, and but I mean, like that's a that's a bit of a false equivalency though, because okay. because Sorry to Bother You has made a cultural splash. Like people True. are chirping about that movie. Okay, people people fair. are talking about it. Not just us. I mean, yeah, yeah, we did go listen to it, but a lot of people are talking about that movie. Um, but still I do have maybe boots and man, I would be so upset. Like, like I just, like I'm going to flip a table and swear off the Oscars forever until next year. If that happens, um, I do have John Krasinski down here. I hope it's, I hope it's not the case. Um, I hope it's not too genre for the Academy, but I do have John Krasinski in the, in the quiet place on here. Um, do you have Spike Lee on there? Spike Lee's on here. Right on. Yeah, that was a great movie. It was good. Man, I like that movie an awful lot. I don't think that Spike Lee deserves to be nominated for an Oscar for it though. I don't think that's the kind of stuff that, for one, I don't think that that's the kind of thing that the Oscars look for whenever they're choosing their best picture. Mm-hmm. And as much as I enjoy the movie, I don't know that it deserves to be like alongside stuff like A Star is Born. Do you think it would get something like Best Adapted Screenplay considering it's based on real life events? I could see that now. Okay. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, but is that like a consolidation like and, and I would say I would say like or is it like like fair? Well, no, no, absolutely not. Like okay. some like sometimes like your idea is so good that even if the execution doesn't quite live up to it, like the idea in itself yeah. is worth awarding. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that movie. I just don't think it's the type of movie that warrants that type of recognition. Possibly. Yeah, it's, is that what it's, you're saying? It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it's like look at the Oscars track record. Even though they've been trying to take a lot more chances nowadays, like mm-hmm. look at their track record. It's just not the kind of movie that they yeah. like that they tend to uh, they tend to nod towards. That's not to say that people should not go watch that if they haven't seen it. They should totally go see that movie. Oh yeah, even if even movie. if you have been following Boots Riley and his distaste for it. I, I feel yeah exactly. That's a whole another discussion. But whole, I feel like all these movies we discuss, people should see whole another thing. But what do you think yeah. about because uh, this, this is the last thing I want to talk about as far as Oscars go before we move on to the last topic um 
What about like people are people are are, are are talking about? Well, maybe the Russos should be up for best director, or maybe uh, Black Panther should be up for best for best picture. You know, stuff like that. I feel like I'm going to do an Academy prediction and then my thoughts. Academy prediction is they're not probably going to do much because as as great as as much of a culmination of Avenger. War, Affinity War is for the Russos. It's very impressive direction. It's impressive direction, but that's based on fandom solely of what's been building to for 10 years. Not the movie as it exists by itself. Yeah, exactly. Like if it weren't for the 10 yeah. years of movies that we had before it, there'd be no reason to have yeah, this exactly. stuff that we're trying and to balance. And I feel like the Academy still judges a movie on its own merit. Um, Black Special Panther. effects though? Special effects? Yeah, Sound okay, design? No, oh, absolutely. Like, dude, special effects is a weird category. Like, dude... Solo is going to get nominated for special effects just because it's a Star Wars movie. Even though the special effects were meh. Yeah. Venom Mike is nominated. And, and eh, Solo wasn't and a, a handful movie. of scenes. Maybe. But, uh, and same with Black Panther. That was a good movie. It was a big Costume movie. design? Costume oh, for design. for sure. Uh, had a large cultural impact as it stands on its own. Best picture? No. Ryan Coogler might get nominated as best director. Maybe. He might. I don't know. I don't like, think best, pack, best uh, picture. But... Comic movies are judged in the same way often that animated movies are. But no, no but like the question that I, the question that I'm trying to ask is like, okay, no, they're not going to get nominated. And but if they, but let's just say, if they did, mm-hmm. would they deserve it? Because I mean, like, here's the thing: that's tricky. Is that's, what that's the Russos hard. did that's like impressive? My favorite kid. Is it is it impressive? Yeah, but do they deserve a best director nomination for it? Probably not. Probably not. Not, I, not in the context of you know like what the Academy likes to go towards. Mostly just because like the only reason that the only reason what they did is impressive is because they have ten years worth of shit to work with. Yeah, and they only did like that's it. Work on a couple of those. Right. Yeah. And for Black Panther, like yeah, it was a good movie, but honestly, like the biggest faults of that movie like are that it has to play into the Marvel formula. Yeah, that it has the big CG fight scene at the end, where yeah, it's, it's just it like ha- is these things it has to do. Yeah, where, where it's it, like it's directed it, it, well. It essentially becomes an animated an animation for yeah, a second because di- there's no actual people or location. It's directed well. It's got a fantastic villain. It's got a great supporting cast, but it is hindered by the fact that it's be a Marvel movie. I'm gonna take one a step further. Um, I don't. Plus, even if it did overcome these things that we're talking about. I don't think people give enough credit because it's comic book movies, which happens a lot to animated movies. It does. You're not going to hear a discussion with best director involving Brad Bird because he made Incredibles 2, which is animated. I mean, that was a really good movie, but best director? I don't know. I like, don't know. I, I do love Brad Bird's direction. And oh, most of course. he does. It's of, so good. Of course. I mean, like I've loved Brad Bird ever since The Simpsons. Oh, it's so... Oh, God, Brad Bird. Uh, I want to I have like a coffee with that guy. There's a lot of people in Hollywood who love to have a coffee yeah, with. Yeah, it was good. But even if, he, even if it was good, if it was Incredibles too good, and most are going to get best animation. Yeah, and it'll be up for that. Graphics it'll be up something. for that. But I mean, let's 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 get real. But as, that, as good as that movie was, it was not as good as the first one. That's true, and that does. I, I do want to say this thing, and then we can move on. Genre flicks, including uh, the stuff that we like, uh, comic book movies and animation, don't get as much credit as standard dramas. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I would agree with that. And I would agree with that. Yeah, that's, I don't, that's I don't know that, that we had anything come out this year in either of those formats that deserves a, like a Best Picture nom. Maybe a Best Director nom, but I don't think a Best Picture nom. Um, but anyways, I think that covers that. So, to talk about the real news of the week. And by the real news, I mean the non-news. And just how rampant the non-news is. It's a problem. It's been a problem for, I'm going to say, 10 years. Oh, easily. Because it just easily. doesn't fall into... Uh, Film category, it falls into fandom. It falls into politics. It's like there was a there was a time that that news became a twenty four hour cycle, like on TV. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, it was like no coming back. It was like yeah, we just we have to fill twenty four hours. Well, now we have like time is not time has nothing to do with it because we have digital. Mm-hmm. Like like oh, twenty four hours. You wish that you only had twenty four hours. We have an entire web page of content that we need shit for. You need so many articles a day. A day, and you need so many words per article, and what inevitably happens is stuff like, and this is the only specific example that I have for it, but it's 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 a recent one, and that's this whole Back to the Future thing. Oh yeah, this Hollywood Reporter poll that started with the that, Hollywood Reporter poll. Just a poll. So so THR just did a poll. Yeah, they just that's all they a, did. It was just and like a poll like on Twitter credit, or something like that. It was just like a that. poll. This is not really their fault. No, no, no. Not really. 
No, they just wanted some community engagement, so they put out a fold. You know, big deal. Yeah, do you want to see a Back to the Future reboot? And according to this article by The Guardian, 71% of Americans are clamoring for a remake. However, however, and this is in the same article, 71% of the 2,201 people surveyed, like... That's so, not a large enough sample size of Americans. Yeah, you just said yeah. of America. Like that, no, no, you were, you were so far off base. So, and like, I expect more from outlets like The Guardian. It'd be one thing if it was like Screen Rants. Or a cinema blend, uh, comicbookmovieguide.com or something. Yeah, just yeah. one, of, just one of those. And and no offense to those guys, like I know they're just doing their job. What do you think? Like, like they're just trying to do their People job. People have like to make so much comment content a day. But like you expect more from these big publications. Like if the New York Times came out with a thing <laughs> and, and said the exact the same New words, Yorker or yeah, something, right? Like yeah. like if one of these big publications, you just expect more from them. Yeah. It, it really lends itself to the problem that we see everywhere of, I want to say content created that they benefit from your own emotional standpoint and your ability to either be interested, engaged, or outraged. Yeah, because that's what they want. They want clicks. They want the thing that's going to make you click. Yeah. And just by reporting on what the news actually is, that might not be enough to make you click. It's actually not. And they these chances are all these outlets we're talking about do that, but they have to do more. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody comes along and says, like, and says, here's the thing. Like, I love the piece. I love the piece. But can you get it? Give it a snappier headline. You yeah, know, something like or that. Something like that. Like, like um, this is a little bit. I'm going to do a couple examples of what you're talking about. Um, two or three. Um, I read an article today in Wired that said uh, this article is clickbait, and you're going to be upset when you click on it. That's the headline, and then it describes the problem with clickbait, mm-hmm. and it's factual. And I was a little annoyed that I clicked on it, but you learn more. And it's all hey, it's all based on emotion and confirmation bias. You see this a lot in politics. We want to know things that already make us feel like we're smart and we know what we're talking about. We don't yeah. want to act like we want to validate our beliefs. Because that's the thing. I mean, like, like it's been it's been kind of a thing in politics for a long time, and it's getting worse in politics. But yeah, it's spilled it's over like into better. like we talk about entertainment stuff. Yeah, that's all we talk about. Yeah, it's is an entertainment. And, and it's an issue. It's awful. It's an issue with the entertainment industry. Exactly. I um uh one I saw that was um and people to talk more about confirmation bias as opposed to the entertainment thing. Um, I watched. I saw, no, I mean they do that for, for they do that for this stuff too. Exactly. Like, do you not like the the, the DCEU? Are you not a fan oh of them God, already? Oh my God! So many people like, like here's, hate it. Here's like a headline that's just bashing the DCEU mm-hmm. just because we know that you'll click on it because we want to reinforce that 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 bias that you already have. So many people in their brain. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, same yeah, kind of shit. So many people in their brain know for a fact. Hook them up to a lie detector. They know for a fact that Superman versus Batman, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice is a piece of garbage. And none of the, and there's a good check on those people who haven't seen it. Oh and yeah. They still talk like they know it. And this feeds into that. They're like, I don't need to see a three hour movie to do this. They've seen enough confirmation bias to validate their, their emotions. And, um, and these people who put out this content play into that. They know what works and they know what doesn't work. They know how to make keywords to make things work, to make them click on it. And they knew how to get that because it works for advertisement sales, advertisement sales, pay these content creators based on clicks mm-hmm. and it's just a vicious circle I mean like we try and do something similar I mean we, we use the thing, same principles like but, we, like, we, we, put use, out, we use like numbers we put out, and keywords and but stuff but we put out good content I feel like I mean we, we definitely try I dig it um, but then again you see things like usually you can tell like you got a 50-50 shot of telling if it's clickbait before you click on it I mean I've clicked on stuff that's totally clickbait without not realizing it but you, you can sometimes keep an eye out like there's this one sometimes article, you click on it and you know that it is and then you hate yeah. yourself because it's exactly what you, you thought it was you already clicked on it but then there's certain things like this is pretty funny and I always this is my go-to example of bad clickbait headlines and I forgot who it was I'm not going to tell who it was one I can't remember two they don't deserve credit the headline it was is uh, why are millennials the first generation to get rid of their Amazon Prime account and my emotional like right away my logic is well they're probably the first generation to give their Amazon to Prime account have one yeah they're the first one to have one Exactly. It's like, why is the greatest generation the first uh, 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 generation to come back from World War II? And what's up well, with they all went these? There. And what's up with all these baby baby boomers dying? There yeah. must be an epidemic. It's like, yeah. no, I think they're just there's just the, that time. The, the keywords are millennial and Amazon, and it's working to people who like to older people who like to discredit our generation for being lazy. 
and that's a whole other discussion. No, that's every generation has done that. And every, another example of that, generation. another example of that is, um, and we're going to tie into it because, and I feel like we've earned this right to talk about this. Let's do it. We're from Florida. We we are the nitty gritty. Or most of us are raised here. People think the ATL is the dirty south. They ain't, Fuck they ain't, them, they ain't dude. far down enough. Florida. I've seen so many Florida man headlines. Now, about a year ago. Florida man. Florida there, man is his own hashtag. Exactly. Uh, about a year ago, there was a story that happened in our own hometown where a man gets off the interstate and uh, he crashes to a building. And the way, if you know, you know that exit off Fairfield from 110 uh-huh. uh, onto uh, Davis Street and there's mm-hmm. that shopping, the, the shopping center shopping right there. Center. Um, some guy comes off of that late at night. He's probably drunk. He's probably messed up on drugs and he drives through the shopping yeah, people center. People in Florida drink. A lot of them drink. Yeah. I actually, side note, I had to look up one day just to see if there actually are AA meetings that happen in this town because I didn't believe it. <laughs> we all drink a lot. Well, well, the problem is that they meet at the bar. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so he crashed into the th- he crashed into this building. It's actually a church. It's a small church that meets in an office space. He basically ran a red light, got drunk. It's it. If you know where it is, it makes sense. But the headline was: Florida man crashes into church, claims he was time traveling, which was his excuse. But when you get down to the article in the second or third graph, it says, uh, "I'm going to have a fake name." Uh, John Smith, age thirty one, from Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Always. Dude's not even from Florida. Always. This happened in Florida. Headline is Florida, man. You know they got clicks. People are manipulative, and it's evil. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. Sorry, I went off on a thing there, but I felt no, like... No, I mean, that, that reinforces, it reinforces the point, though. It is a yeah. problem. We're all part of the problem. And we see it in fandom. We see it with Batman vs. Superman. We we're, saw a lot in Last Jedi. We're, we're part of the problem when we click on it. We're part yeah. of the problem when we're working on it. We're part of the problem when we're bitching about it. Just... I don't know an answer to get out of it, though. There isn't an answer to get out of it. Not yet. I, I, I have hopes that we'll figure this out one day as a society. We'll, we'll, like, I'm a little bit optimistic, but as of now... I just want to do my part to raise awareness of it. Like, yeah. it's, it's just that, it's that elephant in the room that we all know is there. It's a big elephant that we're all clicking on. And we're all clicking on that goddamn elephant. And it turns out that elephant... I don't care, man. <laughs> yeah. It's whatever, but someone's making money off that elephant, and it's not fair. It's not right. Yeah, and it damn sure ain't us. Nope. But that's all we got for you today. What do you guys think about all this action we're talking about? You want to drop us a line, hit us up across the webs, jump into the comments section? Well, just let us know what you're thinking. My name is Sam. I'm Chad. And thank you so much for listening. This has been The Minute, brought to you by Movie Night Autopsy. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on The Minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at movie underscore autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us, contact at movienightautopsy.com.